The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, from my daily devotions, become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And right now is as good as any. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, I don't think I can take one more headline. I just want the Lord to come back. Let's be done. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I just used the joke, blessed assurance. I think that was pretty good right there. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you, so here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, spending 12 straight hours on a project and then having it all fall apart at the end, looking up to God and go, why me? And knowing he's looking back at you and saying, why not? There you go. If you have any opinions, a comment, a question, a thought, you can ask us on this show. We have that opportunity to encourage one another, to bless one another. We use Hebrews 3.13, Hebrews 10 uh, as well, 10.13, that says, encourage one another as we see the day approaching. That gives you an opportunity to reach out, to talk to us, to ask questions. As long as there are questions that we can answer, we'll answer. If you want to know the best way to get somewhere, you probably don't want to ask me. I'm really bad at directions. However, if you've got some Bible questions or you've got some things that are rattling around in your heart and mind, you're welcome to call. If you've got a question, if you've got a praise report, we love praise reports. Praise reports are awesome. Also, prayer requests where we take all of our faith, combine it, and pray together asking God to continue to do fabulous and wonderful things as he's been doing all along and has, as he's been doing specifically in our lives. The way to reach out to us is a couple of different methods. The first way is to call. When you call, you call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's like going back in time and then purchasing a ticket for the Titanic, but then you got sick and you couldn't make the trip. Boy, were you blessed because of that. And you'll be talking to Captain Chris, and you will be...
Uh, that's a good one. That's a deep thought one right there. You got to give me something on that one. Poor Kevin Chris. He's got to he's got to go through his day, do all of his stuff, then he's got to come on this show and just pretend <laughs> he's going to survive the the experience and go, uh huh, yeah, Dave, sure, uh huh. And uh, but he does a good job of it, and that's what I appreciate. So you can reach out to us by phone. You can reach out to us by text. You can text us at two one four two one zero eight four eight three. For those that have tried this before, that's not a marketing number for you to call to try and sell something, okay? Just to let you know. That's our text number, 214-210-8483. When you text, as long as you're not calling, I do my best to reply. If I don't reply to you during the show, it's only because I've got 90 other texts going on and I'm trying to teach at the same time, so eventually I'll get back to you, even if it's after the show. The last thing we encourage you to do is to send out an email to us. If you want to email, you're like, eh, I don't want to do the phone. Nah, I don't want to do text. You can do an email. You can just do it right from wherever you're at by your computer. Just, tell, just email me, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David. David at hemustincrease.org. Now we're going to send you to the website, and you better get ready for this because on the website is the newly uploaded instructional video for the Ambassadors Initiative. Now, we have had some people look at it over the weekend, and they did get back to me. I just want you to know, since then, it's been updated all the way up to this morning and I am telling you right now, at the end of the video, before you depart, you need to watch all of it because there's a surprise at the end. Could it go any other way? Nope. You got to go to the website. And under the little hamburger thing, it says uh, Ambassador Initiative Video. That's what you click on. Just that simple. Uh, and also on the website, guess what? Money, 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 money. Money. Money is a good thing for our ministry because we don't have a lot of it, and it keeps us going. We pay the radio rent. I get to get gas back and forth, plus I get a couple of meals here or there. You're thinking, oh, you probably make a lot more than that. You would be so wrong. It's not even funny. Can you say Can you say in the hole? I can. <laughs> I can say it because I see it. Here's the bottom line. Reach out to us. We did, by the way, get all of our stuff situated with the government. You know, you have to file, do your nonprofits and everything. Everything has been filed for up to dates. Everything's perfect. Everything is super duper great, great, great. Very, very happy about that. In the meantime, we still need the funds to keep it going. Go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Wait, is that it? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh. Okay, that was a little slow. <laughs> just, just let you know. Okay, note okay. taken. <laughs> it's, just, it's a little snoozer. Okay. Uh, let's pray for Ukraine and the United States. Personally, I think the United States is going to have a problem before the end of the Ukraine wars. But uh, let's just pray for our country as everybody kind of seems to lose their mind on a regular basis. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our country to you. And we ask for mercy. There's so much division and so much uh, stuff going on. And, I, you know, I know, we know as we look in your word, some of this is, is, is prophetic. And we just, you know, for those of us who are of faith, we, we're really hoping that the, the horn will blow and that the uh, opportunity to come and meet you, Lord Jesus, in the air, that will present itself sooner than later. Because that's what we want. 
And in the meantime, help us to stand firm in our faith, immovable, even though the people around us are mad or even whatever's going on. We're just going to stand firm in the faith, the faith once and all delivered unto us. Help us to honor you that way. And also, we pray for the peace in Ukraine. You used to, you're not used to, but you teach us to pray in your word about praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We're not saying Ukraine is Jerusalem. We're just asking you to bring peace to that country where there's so much war and so much terror. We ask for your grace on both these countries and on our planet and all the people in it, that those that know you may know you better, and those that don't know you may come to know you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right. I don't know about you guys, but yo, a lot of weird stuff going on. That's all I'm going to say. A lot of weird stuff, a lot of bad stuff, and so on and so forth. So I thought I'd uh, start this off just by giving you, we'll probably extend on this first one because I'm just loaded with energy. I don't know why. Uh, we are in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and if you guys don't have this in your Bible, <gasps> what? You should have this in your Bible. Here's what it says. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession to proclaim the virtues of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Woohoo! Boy, is that loaded. Listen to this. You are a chosen people. You want to know what, uh, what I have to say about that? You're a chosen people? Let me just say this real quickly. God voted for you. Oh, no, no. You were elected. Ever heard that ex expression, election? Yeah. You were elected. God voted for you. Okay. You were running. You just weren't running for office. <laughs> you were just running. And then God voted for you, and that running came to naught. You were running, but God caught you. He elected you. He chose you. Yes, from the human side, it's free will. From the divine side, it's election. And God said, I'm voting for Dave. Yeah, I'm going to take Dave. Now, I didn't say that uh, that was the best of all the choices. It's just he voted for me. I'm like, I'm here. I'm right here. I'm chosen. I'm chosen by God. Voted on by God. That's what you are. You were voted on by God. You were chosen by God. You're God's candidate, so to speak. And he chose you to hold office for eternity. And there will never be a scandal when you get into your right place. And it will always be honoring and glorifying his name. You're a chosen individual. A person. Made in the image of God. A blessing for God to reach other people. Watch this. You are a chosen people. What's the next thing? A royal priesthood. The very next thing is you are a royal Pre, you're God's chosen person, and you're a royal priesthood. A priest, a, 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 we're a priest and a, and, a, and a nation. What's the mind blower here is that God makes us his special possession. And he does that so that through us, he can have a voice to declare his quality to people. You are chosen by God to share his quality with other people. That's your priesthood position. Isn't that? That's amazing. And how do you know that the quality of God is there to be shared? Because you've experienced it in your life, and you've read it in his word, and you know what he has to say is true, and you know he does not lie. I was like, okay. So that's good. I like that. That's good stuff. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
There's a lot of nations out there. Not that holy. Okay? But in God's economy, the people of God are a holy nation. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God, and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in... I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you. It must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will and if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I'm going to share with you a story that is going to make you weep and laugh at the same time. 
But first, here's your trivia question. True or false, when a blind beggar kept calling out to Jesus, those around Jesus and him said, be quiet, okay? Be quiet. Did the crowd tell the blind beggar to be quiet? When the blind beggar uh, called out, the, the, when the blind beggar kept calling out to Jesus, those around Jesus told him to be quiet. Is that true or false? That's what we're looking for, okay? Yeah, I'll be able to ask the question and write the right way one day, just not today, okay? Uh, in the meantime, let's do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. How often? Daily. Daily, Dave. Dave, it's daily. Davey, Davey, it's daily. Okay. Uh, daily, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are serving. You are willing to be a vessel to bring glory and honor to the Lord, and you are aware of other people and how they're doing, even if they're not the greatest people in the world. It doesn't say only do that for the greatest people in the world. It doesn't say that. All right, uh, somebody is calling in, but we will give you a chance to give people a chance to do it through the uh, through the uh, through the uh, texting or email. True or false? When a blind beggar kept calling out to Jesus, those around Jesus told him to be quiet, be quiet. Is that true or false? We got somebody on the line. Then I'm going to share with you a story that is just it's it's short and sweet and and horrible. Okay, at the same time. Uh, we got somebody ready to answer? Okay, here we go. I'm going to lean over and ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. I Actually, I thought about you because I actually had a pretty good workout Saturday and Sunday on my knee. And I, I always appreciate that you asked me about that. And it was a lot. I, I feel like it's coming back a little bit more and more. Uh, well, you know, that it, which is really kind of nice because then I can start walking and not look like, you know, <laughs> look so funny when I'm in public. That's kind of well, what I'm <laughs> I prayed for you and your family, your staff, and your listeners yesterday. Uh, awesome job, brother. Thank you so much. That's severe. You're a very hockey kind. fan, aren't you? Yeah, I'm an everything fan. <laughs> yeah, but yes, I'm a big hockey fan in Detroit, just so you can know. My family has had season tickets in the family line, they've had season tickets to the Red Wings since 54. Is that right? From 54. I mean, you just time. Our family was there all. all. I mean, I grew up at Olympia Stadium. So, and I watched Gordie Howe and Alex Del Vecchio, just the whole, the whole nine yards. Just oh, loved it. Loved Do you it. follow the stars at all? Not as much. I haven't you know, been. No, they more. lost yesterday. Did they? <laughs> I, they I know they were tied, time. right? Before I went, to, I, before I turned the TV off, I knew they were tied. I think it was 2 2 or something. And then yeah, they, they lost 3 to 2. Did they really? Oh. But they're out. They're oh. out. Their season's over. Oh, that's a bummer. I, you know, hockey's one of the greatest sports to go to. I mean, if you've gone to a game, it's just so different because you walk in there, you feel the ice. It's like it's like you're really like a part of it. It's like I love that part about that. So, okay, got to go back to the question. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, true or false? When a blind beggar kept calling out to Jesus, those around Jesus told him to be quiet. That's true. That is correct, sir. They said, "Be quiet. You're being obnoxious." What? What? Do you remember what he did? How he responded? I don't have to think about it. I don't write, not right off. I don't, All right. He yeah. he cried out even more. He's yeah. like, yeah, you know what? You think that's obnoxious? Watch this. You know, it's like, 
<laughs> That's tenacious faith, right? Love that. Yeah. Great job, and thank you so much for the prayers. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. God bless, bro. All right. So a couple things. To, I'll tell you this story, and then we'll get into the teach. So, now, guys, I'm, I'm going to be honest that I've got a, you know, there's a confession. So. So I've been working on this instructional video, which you'll see. It's it's only nine minutes, and it's not really that good, okay? I mean, it's not. It's just an instructional video. It's what it's supposed to be. And uh, that was not the problem. The problem is I was throwing different things in there, trying to have fun with it. So you know me. I was throwing little sound effects and stuff like that. That didn't work out that good. And uh, so at one point, Noel was like, hey, you just need to take a break because you're getting a little flustered there. And so then I went to download the, the video on my desktop, and I downloaded it, and I played it, and it didn't have any sound. So the next five words out of my mouth were not ones I'll ever say on the radio. Uh, but I was so mad. And like Noel is like, hey, chill out, relax, right? And I'm like, it's not working. All this work I've spent hours, and I've spent 35 hours on this thing in the last week. Hey, what's this little plug thing? Oh, it's my headset. Oh, the headset's plugged into the computer. Oh, guess what happens when your headset's plugged into the computer? Your sound doesn't work. <laughs> I pulled the cord rather forcefully. There's the sound, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting there looking at it, and she's looking at me, laughing. <laughs> That's right, folks. It happens to everybody. You too. I'm just sitting there going, what happened? What happened? Well, there was this idiot named Dave who put the th- – okay. Anyway, that's what that's what happened. Do you like that story? That's tr- and then my wife got to make fun of me. I mean, is that just – boy, talk about the Lord – Okay, let's go back to the text. Great job by Gary. We did their DNA. Let's get back to the text. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession to proclaim the virtues of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. One of the reasons that God chose you. One of the reasons that you are a priest. One of the re- And I know that we've abused the word priest in the 20th, 21st century, but God doesn't care. I mean, he's not going to change the words because of what, what, what idiotic behavior has, has created. And so God has us as his people, as his priesthood, as his nation to proclaim the virtues, the greatness, the quality, the fantastic elements of God, that we might proclaim that because we've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light and we get to share with other people the great things that God has done. You just sit there and you think sometimes, well, why why does God do great things? Well, sometimes he does great things to demonstrate he loves you and sometimes he does great things in your life so you'll share them with somebody else so somebody else can learn that God loves them. That's what it's all about. You know, so I know we've got uh, so many different, we're trying to do this. You're trying, you know what? Outside of trying to look more and more like Jesus, we're not supposed to be doing much. I mean, that's the big thing. It's like if everybody keeps thinking it's it's what you can amass, it's what kind of fortune you can contain, or it's how many relationships you can have, or how many kids you can have, or how many this, it's none of that. 
None of that. I want to do this teaching. It's called The Pursuit of Happiness. It's in the, the book that I wrote, but it is the most brutal teaching in the world. You will find out there is nothing on this planet that will make you happy. Sorry. You will also find out you were created that way. Oh, that's not good. I didn't say you couldn't have moments, but I'm talking about that everlasting thing that you're that everybody's searching for. Yeah, it's not it. Want to know why? Because we're in sin in our lives, and we weren't created with that intent. It'll never be different until we're completely free. It's like, what? That's right. Chalk it up to truth and deal with it. Or as we used to say, well, just deal with it. That's, <laughs> we'll leave it there. And the idea behind this is that one of the things that God wants us to do to connect to that purposefulness is to share with other people what he's done for us. And it's not that you haven't gone through trials. Of course you have. And it's not that, it, that, that it, things haven't been hard at times. Of course they have. But they've been that way for everybody, every person on the planet. The difference is, as a Christian, you have God walking with you. Now, to the truth, many Christians don't tap into that. I mean, that's a reality. That's why they're miserable. But if you're one who's walking actively with the Lord, that's where you, you don't go through the things that you go through and find comfort from the Lord if you're not connected to him. So you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. You're not a toy so that you can be a representative of him. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Even the next verse, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. If God didn't grant mercy to us on an extenuating everyday basis, every one of us would be blown out. If God didn't give mercy to the planet, there'd be no planet. You think of all the dumb things you've done and multiply that by, what, for 7 billion now? So 7 billion people? So multiply all the dumb things you've done by 7 billion and tell me that it's not the mercy of God that sustains the planet. Oh, don't, don't talk to me about <laughs> weather patterns. Or this. People are so lucky that God just, just doesn't go pick <laughs> and out the planet goes. That's the mercy of God. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession to claim to others his marvelous light. You were not the people of God, but now you're the people of God, and that came to you through his mercy. Now share that with somebody else and let them discover the mercy of God too. Okay? All right. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. 
What is the David Spoon experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he, he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? There's just something that dawned on me, like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to share that because that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I can tell below. I like that. Matthew chapter 15 Here's the reason. Verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience.